Who's Hound Entertainment presents Sounds on Vinyl, the show that celebrates collecting and listening to vinyl. And now, from the Grand Anarchy Studio in Sweden and the Speakeasy Studio in the United States, here are your hosts, Mike and Phil. Hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show. My name is Phil Boyer, and on the other side of the Big Blue Sea is my buddy Mike Svensson. Hey, Mike, how was your week? Hey, buddy. It's uh, It's been a good week, I will say. Uh, there's a lot of music going on. Um, I've been finding some new stuff, and I went record hunting yet again, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I found some really good stuff. As always, what do you expect from me? I'm always go record hunting, so it's uh, it's all all in good fun to uh, go through all the 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 crazy stuff. Um, and actually, new additions to the collection this week. Uh, there's a, yeah, there was a band who was opening up for Kiss way back in 1988 when I went to see them in Copenhagen. They're called Kings of the Sun, and they're from Australia. And mm-hmm. I, I found, actually, in a flea market, I found a 12-inch single to uh, their debut album called Black Ladder. And there are some uh, previous songs on there, too. So, uh, And then nice. I found uh, Europe, our Swedish Europe, out of this world, also in a dollar bin. Uh, wow. at a different at a, at a different uh, uh, it was a thrift shop i think it was if i remember it correctly i went to like eight or ten places that day so oh wow it, it's a, it's a bit hazy <laughs> and yeah <laughs> and this might might come as a surprise but i really really dig jazz music so i found one of my favorite players called bill evans the Bill Evans trio, My Heart Sings. That's a great record right there. Did I shock you right now with the jazz thing? No, no, because I, I know you, you go beyond the hard rock and metal. I mean, I you know, do. We're, we're, we're not these metal elite people that only can only listen to metal. And if you listen to anything else, you're not a metal head, really. I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we can get into the other stuff. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. come on, right? Come That's on, right. come on, come <laughs> on, come on, come on. I mean, or something like, uh, come on, Eileen. Yeah, something there like you that. Go. I don't Dixie, know. Dixie's I don't Midnight know. Runners or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> no, I mean, I actually listened to some of the old uh, 20s and 30s music. Yeah. You know, too. And along with, uh, I, I kind of went back to the 80s, uh, which is not unusual for me, but... A little bit of Lizzie Borden, some Leather Wolf, Dirty Looks, Armored Saint. That, uh, cool. yeah, actually, have you heard the new uh, Armored Saint song called Attention Span? No, I have not. No, that's what kind of got me into listening to some of the old, the older stuff. I, uh, I heard that song, The Attention Span. I'm like, okay, I got to go back. Armored Saint's one of those bands that I just kind of forget about, but yeah. I, I really dig them. Once I start listening to them, I really dig them. So. Don't you don't you think it's funny because you have those those in your collection, but but all of a sudden you go, hey, I remember what was that band? This sounds, and then you have another record on, and this, I remember this. I played this along with, oh yeah, 
testament mm. or or whatever and and you and lo and behold yeah i got a copy of that and you haven't listened to in like ages and then you put it on and it's like why don't i play this more often and then you yeah. play the shit out of that and then you forget <laughs> about it again yeah and then you put it away and what you're is on that? to the next next yeah. great thing yeah i don't know it's kind of weird it's like yeah, it is. you really do play the shit out of it yeah <laughs> it's like nothing and, else. and then you forget about it for a couple of years it's 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 not not that with Maiden for me. I play that yeah. on a regular basis. Oh yeah, and you gotta listen to Maiden and, and, every day. Yeah, yeah, man, and it's, it's like and medicine. it's nuts. Not like medicine. There's... Medicine's a bad thing, but no, like good stuff. Bad medicine. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Bajo be gone. Oh man. God no 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 oh, no bon no no. Let's. I draw no bon the line at Bon Jovi. I draw. Yeah. Yes. It's it's like in Wayne's world with that when the when they go into the record shop and then said he he blinks on the guitar and it's like, oh no stairway to heaven there's no a sign about earth uh, so you're drawing the line like that oh uh, man yeah yeah no no, bon, no bon Jovi and and you put Post Malone and Bon Jovi together <laughs> and the world is gonna end okay that, they should it. make you a can't... record together no no. <laughs> Holy... <laughs> Oh no! Oh man! <laughs> oh shit! Oh no! A no. double vinyl, <laughs> a dedicated Bill oh, Boyer. Shit! <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! Oh, man. oh that would I be will, so I much fun. I will burn the world down if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, oh that shit is too funny oh uh, all right so everybody out there listening man tell us what you guys listened to what made your ears bleed this week let us know in the uh on instagram and on all the socials you know uh, yeah. whatever you sounds on vinyl hashtag so we see it let us know all that fun stuff which you guys did and and yeah what music you listened to and all that and, and speaking of social yeah. what, what went down on the the instagram this week well, it, it, it's a lot of music constantly, and 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 uh, uh, I've been posting. Uh, I went actually into my collection and, and did what we just talked about. And I, I sometimes I I I need to do something like nuts because I tend to play the same fucking albums all the time. Because I I have to start with Maiden, go to Kiss, and or or the other way around. So. I did this as a kid. I I think I was like twelve or thirteen years old. Tried to to pick stuff that I have in my collection that I don't usually play, and then I I, I covered my eyes, and and then I just draw an album and I have to play it at least <laughs> one side of it. So th that's what I've been doing, and then I I posted it. So uh, it it's been Alice Cooper trash. Um, I had some the cult in there, uh, electric. Uh, if I remember it correctly, I had um, some early Cooper too. I can't remember. It, it's all in a haze, but it's over there on Instagram on Samsung Vinyl, and and it's it's all in good fun. Yeah. So you should check that out. Yeah, definitely go check that yeah. shit out. It's a lot of fun over there. It is a lot of fun. All right, you ready to talk about buying vinyl? I mean, you're you're buying vinyl every week. You're always going mm -hmm. vinyl hunting, so you, you know a little yes. bit about buying vinyl. Uh, I have a clue. 
(laughs) (laughs) You know, and and it's buying vinyl, you kind of, if you want a good solid collection, you got to kind of know what to look for, what not to get and all that stuff. And I remember a few weeks ago, we were, we were chatting and we were talking about pressings and, and how the, the different pressings determines the quality of the sound and even the, the artwork might be a little different and all that stuff. And I had no idea that there were those kinds of differences even between countries sometimes. Um, but we broke out one of the Maiden records, one of my Maiden records, and, and you sort of diagnosed the the pressing just looking at it over uh messenger video which i thought was kind of crazy you know and and so this week we wanted to kind of dive into that sort of thing and talk about what to look for and how to buy where to buy records all that stuff the the different gradings and all that stuff so mike have at it what what do people need to know about buying vinyl well i'm gonna start a little different than I thought I would because we have it, had a discussion the other day. So what, what is it with you and, and all the albums? Why do you need so many? And then we came to talk about uh, Japanese pressings. And so, so what's the deal with that? You talk about Japanese pressings all the time. What's the deal with it? So this is what I'm going to start with. Japanese pressings, at least for me, when it comes to KISS, because I'm a big KISS collector, they sound better. And why is that? Well, the simple answer is they they have smaller pressing plants in Japan. So the batch of vinyl that, that they print, it's not that huge that, that when, when, when you compare it to the ones they have in the US and or even in Europe. So that's why. So they're a small batch of Japanese pressings and the sound is way better than than the original. So that's why I'm hunting Japanese pressings, at least with KISS. So there, this will set the tone for, for this episode because we're getting into it right now. So you wanted to know how I grade albums. Well, there is a scale. I think I'm going to run through it. And if you have uh, some <laughs> questions, my dear Phil, just stop me and ask because I'm, I'm, going, I'm going at this. So the thing that you need to, to, as I mentioned before, the thing that you need to do uh, when you buy vinyl records, uh, if it's, I'm going with used vinyl records right now, that, those classics that you want in your collection. Of course, you can buy them nowadays in reprints, uh, but... Hmm, I will. I beg to differ with the sound. You should be very, very careful if you if you buy a, a brand new record, like let's say uh, that you buy a Black Sabbath album, and there's a huge pile of different pressings uh, on, let's say the 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 first Sabbath album, the debut album that came out in 1970, and there's some repress along the way. From from the, the the late seventies, the early eighties, the mid eighties, the nineties, and so forth, because it's a it's a huge band, and and so stuff sells out, and 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 the record company needs to print more. But then you move in to the nineties when vinyl records wasn't a fad anymore, 
nobody uh, was playing them. It was all CDs, and and there you could buy like really good pressings of vinyl records for like um, a couple of bucks. Moving forward, well, into the two thousands, when when vinyl records started to come back. There were some some record plants that started up again, and they pressed. Yeah, well, of course, like Black Sabbath, The Beatles, Rolling Stones, and 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 whatnot out there. And those pressings are really bad. There is a pressing plant. Uh, I'm not going to name it. Uh, it's based here in Europe, and they hadn't been working their machines for like a decade. And all of a sudden, they're going to start up because there's there's demand on vinyl records right now. And equipment change, the sound change, the monstering has changed, and everything has changed. So uh, the record companies uh, wanted to do something special. So they remastered some of them, but didn't think about having the master tapes gone, gone through like thoroughly with people that know what the hell they're doing. So they, they just send it to, to some guy, could you master this we need this real quick? And, and so they did a, a quick one. Presets, I think, I don't know. It sounds horrible. So they, they moved that to the pressing plant who hadn't been able to, to get the, the right equipment because uh, shit didn't work when they started up. So they had to... to uh, changed the parts, and all of a sudden, you got like a thousand records printed in like less than a couple of months, and they sound horrible. So, we're moving back uh, to used vinyls, and here is the stuff that you need to know when go record hunting. What are you going to use your record for? It's a question for you, my friend. If you go out vinyl hunting, let's see, let's say you want to look for for like uh, Number of the Beast with Maiden. What do you want to do with that album? Do you want to play it or do you want to frame it, put it up on the wall? Or do you want, oh my God, I got him. Uh, this is a UK pressing early one. I need to, to stash that in, in my shelf. I'm going to take it out and look at it, and it's... Do you know what I'm, what I'm getting with this? Yes, yes. I, I, for me, I would have to say all of the above. I, I think I'd want different... I'm like you with... For me, Maiden is your kiss. So I would, I'd want like multiple copies and different, you know, from different countries and all that stuff. So, so definitely to listen to. I mean, I've I've got I've got one copy of Number of the Beast that I've put on display, so I'd probably leave that one as a display because the, the I didn't really take care of some of those records back in the day when I got them, so it's that's going to sound like shit. So I'd rather get one that sounds really good. So you got one of those that you didn't take care of. When you look for vinyl records, if you look at it on on like eBay or some other uh, trading places, or do you if you look at private collectors, or if you even go into a a used vinyls uh, store, they they got their uh, 
small tidbits that, that they write on on a sticker and it says the letter g and the letter v g and the letter a x and you're thinking what the hell is that and the letter p and you think uh what the hell am i going to do with this well so you have one of those uh, albums that I would say it's it's an F. It's a fair record, and a fair record is just what you want an album to put on the wall or in a frame. The cover is not so much. There are seam splits on it, torn edges, pa- uh, tape that holds the cover intact. There is huge ring wear on the cover, and that's a fair record. And then. Even worse, you got a P. It's a poor record. It's not even worth your time. The cover is horrible, and if and if there is even is one, and not all of them put these little marks on on it on on the the, the like the plastic cover the, the 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 slip cover to to protect the album. Uh, there is a quite a lot of of record stores that don't use. They only put the price on it, and then you're good good to go, they think. So you need to look mm-hmm. for, if you want something to play, I mean really play, that you want to play the shit out of, I think you should go with VG, very good. It's a very good record. It plays very well, has a couple of hairlines, but nothing to take notice of at all. The cover is in very good condition. There is no seam splits on it. Uh, it's uh, used like throughout time, and uh, it's been enjoyed, and it, it hardly has any ring wear at all. So that's what I'm. I think it's the first thing you need to look at. It's uh, a very good. Uh, it's always um, they write only the letters V and G on it, and then. You could go with like good, uh, uh, only a G. We're going to put everything of this up on on our social media or, or platforms or, or show notes and and what. Yeah, it'll be in the in yeah, the show yeah, notes for yeah. for this episode. Definitely. So you need yeah, to yeah. go with very good or excellent. An excellent album is a is a it's an album with excellent conditions. There's no hairlines, just small amount of dust on it or fiber easily removed by, by a, a vinyl brush. Cover is in very good condition. There's no ring wear, no marks. A couple of small scuffs can appear, but hardly visible to the eye. And that's what I used to go with when, when I want a record that it's sustainable. So I'm going with very good or excellent. But of course, when you look in the dollar bin, you could go with, with, with the grading for good. Which is, there's a couple of scuffs here and, here and there and a couple of hairlines, but it plays very well. So that's what I think you should, should start up with. Let's say we're going with the number of the beast. You want a couple of them. I think you should get one in very good condition. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter uh, what pressing it is, because uh, there is a couple of them that sounds well. If you go with some early pressings, like back in 82 when when the album was released there is a there's a shitload of them so so you 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 
you wouldn't be mistaken if you, if you only go with, with the year that it was uh, recorded. So go with a, a very good so that you can play it and enjoy it. Then you need, because you, you want something on your wall. Well, this is it. Then you can go with, with good because uh, you can find a record. Some of the, the record stores have in their dollar bin where the cover is intact. It's very good. But the record itself, it's in a very poor condition. And it doesn't matter because you paid like a dollar or two for it. And then you could put it in a frame and up on the wall. Are you with me? Now, let me yes. ask you a question. Have you ever mixed and matched? So have you ever found like uh, where, like you were just saying, where the cover was in like excellent condition, but the record inside was not? And then you'd found maybe the exact opposite, and then you put those together. No, I I have you put. Yeah, I, I know what you're getting, at, but I have never done that. There is something um, wrong with me. I, I I would never do like that because it's yeah because it's not pure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But that, that's that's just me. I'm such a freaking <laughs> nerd. So I will put that aside. I will give it away. And then I'll find another copy, because it, it it came together. It it came together. It, it's meant to stay together. It's right. it was never meant to be okay. separated. I've seen a lot of that, uh, and you have to be very very careful. And so there is people doing that, not knowing the full story and what the hell they're doing. So I found a Kiss record. I looked at it. And it was an early U.S. pressing. Uh, I think it was uh, Dressed to Kill, 1975. U.S. You can see everything was correct on on the on the on the on the cover. Everything was there. Open it up, and it's not the record inside. It is Dressed to Kill, but it's not one of the early pressings. So I asked the vendor. It was at a record fair and said, yeah, I found it. It, it, it was the, the cover was torn. And I, I thought that uh, I found this and the record and exactly what you what you mentioned just now. He thought that he had a record. It was in great shape. He had a cover it was in great shape. He had a same cover in that was torn and the record was in good shape. So he matched them thinking that, well, that doesn't matter. It's the same record. But to me as a collector, that's, oh, man, really? That's how I look at it. Would, would you buy that just for the cover and not necessarily for the no, record? I would not. Ever. So, no, you, you got to have all the pieces. So, what, what if it, what kind of grade would something get? Let's say if, if the record is in, good condition, very good condition, yes. if the cover was, but there's no inner sleeve, what kind of grade would that get? And, and would that be worth picking up? Uh, it, it depends what I want to use it for. Um, if, if the record itself is in uh, good condition, there is no inner sleeve and, and the, the cover art is really good, I, was, I would put it in uh, one of those uh, white 
plastic things that you use for records. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, sustainable right. for, for dust and, and, and prints and so forth. And I will probably keep it or give it away to, to some friend that are starting up their vinyl collection that don't care. Okay. So I always think of people that are starting up, hey, oh, I could use this. This is in the dollar bin. I could buy this. And so so it's still worth getting for like a, yeah, a dollar yeah, or whatever. But not more than a dollar okay. for me. All right. Not no, more than not a buck. More than okay. a buck for me. If if it's like that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So then we're okay. moving into the really, really good stuff. We're moving into the excellent <laughs> department. The excellent condition is a record in a very, very, and in excellent condition, of course. No hairlines. Do you know what this is that I'm talking about? Hairlines and so forth? Yeah, well, yeah. L- let's get into like when you're talking about ring wear and hairlines. What what exactly does that mean? Hairlines, it's when when you you see a small... Uh, when you look at at uh, at at the record itself, and you and you see there's um, a thin line going round uh, in, in the tracks, it, just a small one. You can see if if you, if you tip it over and you look in into the light, and it's it's called hairlines. Mm-hmm. I think it's called hairlines because it looks like a hair. I think so. Okay, would would that be another name for a scratch? No. No, a hairline is yeah. A hairline is is only when you have played when when you listen to like the the first Maiden album. How many times did you play it, Phil? <laughs> too many like a to hundred. Too many to count. Yeah, too many to count. So, uh, hairlines comes to listening to the album a lot. Okay, so it's it's where. Yeah, it's wear. Okay, gotcha. It's wear. Yeah, yeah. And talking about wear, you're talking about ring wear. If you don't stash your vinyl in the right way, I have uh, the cover art, then I have have the um, inner sleeve, and then I have a, a plastic sleeve that covers everything that I slip it into, and then I I put it into my shelf. So it protects my vinyl record. Okay. But people don't know this. You should never, 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 ever stack your vinyls on top of each other. Never, ever. It, it ruins the record. I actually went into a record shop in Denmark uh, a couple of years ago, and they had, they had, too much vinyl in this little store so they started to stack them and i i couldn't believe it they said do, do you know that you're ruining the vinyls what do you mean if you stack them like this they will break eventually and they actually didn't know about that wow and so if you have and then if you in your shelves if you're you're cramming your vinyls together <clears throat> then you get ring wear because the record itself it would press to the the front of the album, the cover art, and then you get a ring from the outside. If you look at 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 um, the number of the beast, 
if we were going with this. <laughs> you take a look at the cover and you see the, a ring where you can see where the vinyl or the, the record itself have, has, has been in the, in the cover. Yeah, I've so seen quite see a few it, of those. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a print of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, going back to hairlines for, for just a second, is, yes. does that affect the sound of the record at all? It could. If if it's a it's a, there is a lot of hairlines on it. Of course, it it will affect. It's all depending on what kind of equipment you have. Okay, so if you have a better the better equipment could um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it it could help ease the effect of the hairlines. Yes. yes. Okay. It could. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And if you have a proper brush that you bought in in a hi-fi store uh, that that are there are special brushes for, for vinyl records that you need to use you you can even even the hairlines out a bit not okay. much but but it's sort of like if you have hairlines and then you have dust and then you have uh, fiber it would it would all be a part of it not being a, a very uh, good play for you right there. Okay. So you need need to be care careful with all of those opponents. Okay. So where were we? We're, we were on near mint, I think. So near mint is a really, it's a record in really great condition. As close as to get to a mint, but with some dust and fiber on it, has been enjoyed and played several times, but has been taken really, really care good care of the cover is in really great condition uh has only a look of being played where the record has been taken out of the sleeve a couple of times and moving into uh i said it it looks like a mint so we're going to go into what what is a mint record a mint record is it's like when you first bought it a small amount of dust or fiber uh, from the air as it been has been removed from the sleeve when been playing but been taken really really good care of it's in awesome condition almost like the day that you bought it no ring wear no mark no scuff no nothing so near mint is a mix between mint and and almost it's the near mint has been played like a couple of more times than the mint record. So if you if you're looking for something to be sustainable for the future that you just want to keep in your collection, put up some a couple of extra dollars right there, and buy one of those albums that that you feel like, whoa, man, this is something else. I found a couple of those. Now, now, what would be a price range for that? I know that it could depend on the the record itself. But yes, what, what, and the, what, are we looking at like a hundred dollars? Are we looking at two hundred dollars? What can we expect from something like a, a near mint? We're still, I think, we're still going with 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 our maiden here. So, if you're looking for a near mint record, uh, a UK pressing, the first pressing from the UK, nineteen eighty two, it will around like. I would say between 80 and 150. Okay. 
right. and in Swedish crowns that like 800 Swedish crowns to uh, 1,500, something like that. Okay. But it's in a really, really great condition. So they're pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Is there something else you might ask? Well, there is. There is the crown of them all. I have a couple of those. And this is very special for me. There is something called sealed. You might look at it in, in, um, in a catalog or, or online or something else, and you can see Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast, 1982, sealed. And what's sealed? Well, it came right from the record plant and hasn't been opened. And you got those fine etchings on it when you, you, you can't move the wrapping because it's, it's been carefully put under. And, and I got a couple of those. Mm. And I still wonder, I, I have one in mind that I found. I got it actually in a trade. It's a Peter Chris solo album from 1978, and it's sealed. Mm. Now, do you unseal it? Oh, man. How could you ask me that question? <laughs> Jesus. Don't, don't you know? It's still 1978 in there. <laughs> 1978 in there. Why the hell would I open that? You see? <laughs> there is something wrong with me. I know, but still, it's sealed. There, it's still 1978 in, in that album. The guy at the record plant took the inserts, put it in there, and sealed the record, and it went to the store back in 1978, my friend. Mm -hmm. And then it came to me. It's like the Holy Grail right there. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. But it's, I think that's cool. Being a history buff, it, it's, that gets me going every time <laughs> when I find uh, a first pressing of, of, um, of any album. And if I find all the inserts, because you know, uh, by now that we're, we've been talking about all of the all of the 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 great stories with with all the inserts that came when we were growing up in the eighties, like posters and patches and and order sheets and 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 stickers and whatnot and and booklets. For Christ's sakes! Oh my God! Yeah. Do you remember? Did you remember the the booklet for for uh, uh, um, Live After the Death? Yes. Talking about Maiden. Yes. Oh my yes. God! That was awesome. You could. Oh man, that was yeah. something else. They, they don't make them like that anymore. No, no, they they don't. So that's why you need to go record hunting. Okay, now 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 sealed. Okay, so that that Peter Chris record that you were talking about. I know you said you got that in a trade, but what would somebody expect to pay for something like that um around like 200 dollars. okay all right still pricey but not that much more than like a, a mint no okay if you would get a sealed gene simmons that would be like between 300 and 500 dollars. okay so you you can see there who's most popular it's like george ringo and Paul and 
Well, you know, <laughs> those Beatles, dude, over there. The Beatles, yes. When it comes to the grading system, so I'm going to go, go over it real quick. You got poor, don't even bother. Fair, yeah, perhaps not. Good, well, you're getting there. Some scuffs and bruises. Uh, very good. Well, you got something to play. You got excellent. Yeah, well, you go. I have some record in excellent collision. You got near mint. It's going go. Hell yeah. That's a great one. You got mint. Oh, yeah. It's like the first one you bought back in the day. Small amount of dust. Nothing to bother with. And you got the seal. It's like the holy grail. Then there is some altercations. You got... In, in some places you go, and when you look, especially when you go through um, uh, big catalogs online in, in forums or if you go uh, find, find a, a dealer online that has a big catalog, he could label them very good plus or minus. So what the hell does he mean by that? Well, he thinks that you should know that it's almost, it's, a good record plus it could be very good, but it's not. There is something in it that makes him want to, uh, he wants to be fair with the pricing. He wants to be fair with, with, with um, the grading system. So he puts a little plus or minus in there and you can find the grade with, with that. Um, for, for example, if you go, uh, look for them and, and you, you, you don't know, should I buy this or should I wait till I find a very good copy? And then you might ask the, the record store owner, when you graded this, what, what are you thinking about? Yeah, and he, he flips it over and perhaps, well, you see there at the bottom, there is some, it's a beginning of a seam split right there. So I thought, well, it's not fair because when, when I put it in, in the plastic sleeve and you're n not able to, to look at it properly, you, you, perhaps you wouldn't recognize that. And then you got a good deal right there. And then you can decide for yourself, well, is it worth it? There's a <clears throat> seam split happening over here. Uh, so that's why he graded it. And he, he, he said, well, if you look at the, at the record, that, that's a, a very good to, to almost uh, an excellent one. But the cover, you see, you said they got a couple of ringware. It's, it's ringware on this side and, and he's showing it around. And so that's why I graded the whole thing like very good minus or something like that. Okay. So that's what, what's, what's going on right there. Awesome. All right. Wow, there that, go. that was that was action packed right there, man. That was that yeah, was good stuff. Definitely. Now, yeah. now let's get into some music. What's the pick of the week? The pick of the week is actually uh, a band called Dead Sleep. Dead Sleep. They, I yeah, I actually have a brand new song that was just released uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, and it's a. It's a four-piece hailing from Malmo, Sweden, where I'm located. And their sound, as described by themselves, is like early thrash, speed, punk, metal, a crossover 
uh, with bands from the from the US like Black Flag, and then you got the Thrash sections with Anthrax and and so forth. Um, but it's they also want to uh, pay homage to to the new wave of British heavy metal, mm. and they recorded their debut album in 2017. It's called "In the Belly of the Beast," and it features features ten tracks with raging energy, addictive hooks, and uncompromising lyrics. But the vinyl in this CD itself uh, came with an exclusive bonus track, and the Belly of the Beast got a great start with busting in on number two on the Swedish uh, sales charts for vinyl and hard rock music. And since then, they played a lot of shows, both in Sweden and other parts of Europe. And without further ado, the new song for 2020, The Wages of Sin, here is Dead Sleep. Yeah. Hey! 
there we go. Look at that. That's a, yes. that's an awesome song, man. It it really is. That kicked ass. Gets yeah, gets you going. It does. Yeah. Yeah. See, now you're awake, right? Now you're awake. Now you're ready to go. Yeah. Do like let's just keep going, man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we'll save some stuff for next week. Don't forget to hit us up on the Instagrams and the Twitters and all that good stuff and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. So you don't ever miss an episode because you never know. We might sneak in like a, a little in-betweener sometimes you never know. Ooh, we might do it. We yeah. might put some little yes. special out. You never know. So never until know. next week, later, later. If your ears aren't bleeding by now, you didn't listen to Sounds on Vinyl the right way, so go back and listen again. Sounds on Vinyl is hosted by Mike Svensson and Phil Boyer and produced by Booze Hound Entertainment. Go to soundsonvinyl.com to support the show, to dive deeper into listening and collecting vinyl. Don't forget to subscribe where you listen so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening and for all your motherfucking support.